0: And that's why they call it Swedish Fish. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less in Atlanta, Georgia, knowing the difference between Sweden and Switzerland. Uh, I am Adam Johnson.
1: In Greensboro, North Carolina, not needing to. I'm Dan Ray.
0: There was a bit (laughs) of a false start when we did this recording because we we got really excited because it turns out this week we were number 34. Uh... In music podcasts in, in Sweden. Sweden. So that was really great. And then I w- made some sort of like Swiss cheese joke and had to stop myself. And yeah. Started from
1: the beginning. S- Switzerland and Sweden it's common. I mean, Americans, we don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, the flags are different.
1: The flags are different. They're, well, they're actually entirely separate countries.
0: Well, yeah, but like, they're not that similar other than like, they both start, start with, with sw- the same
1: sound. Yeah. That's, and that's all it takes to confuse Americans about international geography. There's not, you know,
0: are they both considered Nordic
1: countries? I don't think Switzerland is. I think Switzerland is like Northern European, but I wouldn't say Nordic. Mm, who's to say? Who? Well, it's the Swedes and the Swiss, I guess,
0: but... confidential at gmail.com. How wrong yeah, are correct
1: we? Correct us on our <laughs> Swiss-sounding European geography.
0: Well, I wanted, for anybody who is listening in Sweden, uh, I just want to say tack. Yeah. Because that means thank you. Yes. In Swedish.
1: So how's it going, man? Can't complain. We um uh, Single-digit days to leave for uh, for Disney, which is very exciting. You will recall the commercial from our youth about the little kid who's too excited to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's us. I played that for the child today. She's like, that's me. She felt it totally. Oh, yeah. So that's where we're at. Um, I guess you and I are going to try and record a, uh, a bonus – well, just put one in the can, an episode in the can maybe tomorrow or something so that we – and, yeah, and yeah, all I'll of our travels can uh, can be covered for our weekly stuff, but that's what's that's going right, on. Man. I got I got some stuff to share when we get kind of into the meat. You know, there's a big flu, RSV, COVID surge happening in the world, and we are absolutely yeah. refusing to let that get in the way of our travel plans. So we've been pretty hermity in the last few weeks, and um, and with travel and stuff like that, we haven't had any bad rehearsals, or it's been a pretty yeah. quiet, pretty quiet January.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I was going to note that both of us sound less. Much less, yeah. Miserable. I
1: still have like a little bit of stuff in my throat, and I'm clearing my throat a lot, and that kind of thing. Yeah, but, but I, but I feel a ton
0: better. Yeah, I'm definitely in the same boat. As far as you know, what's going on over here? We finally had the the band meeting that we've been alluding to for the past Good. You know, a couple of weeks. Yeah, it was super productive. We have some things that we want to prioritize. And it was just kind of good to talk through things, stuff that needed to, uh, things we need to kind of lean into, things we need to kind of prioritize and, and move around. And so overall, it was super productive, uh, lots of actionable things. We're going to try and get more public shows, look at opportunities and kind of adjust the lineup a bit more strategically yeah, so that we can kind of meet more price points. We've always offered it, but I think a lot of times people want to know your pricing, but they don't want to tell you their budget. Right. And a lot of times, like, you either get to an impasse or whatever. So there was a little bit of that. And then also just, like, delegation. Because when our admin slash sound guy went and started doing what he's doing now, which is, you know, touring with signed artists and doing front of house for, you know, big festivals and stuff, he was holding a lot of the, um, the mental load and physical load, really. And when that all came back on me, it kind of, like, started sucking the fun out of doing shows. So I actually used the band leader list that Adam Moskowitz had put together hmm. and kind of was like, hey, here's just kind of like a rough idea of the stuff that I'm doing on a daily basis. Go over this thing. And if you see something that you're like, I think I could probably do that. Just do it and let me and let me know so I can stop doing it. <laughs> just kind of spread the, the workload around. Basically, they're telling me like, hey, we want to work harder because we want this thing to succeed. Yeah. And, you know, it could be a scenario where I end up with a group of guys like the Pork Tornadoes who are like are super motivated and all are working towards the same goal, and it just magnifies the potential upside. So, you know, we're gonna give it a shot. Awesome, feeling super good about it. That's good. So, a couple of gear things, and I know like we're about to get up to our eyeballs in gear, but a couple of things crossed my desk this week that I uh, I just wanted to talk about. First things first, I want to talk about the New X Mighty Plug because this is a little doodad that I bought two or three years ago and totally forgot about uh, it was a part of a gift that I gave our eldest when he wanted to play bass. And, and so it's more or less a quarter inch headphone amp system and it, it runs through uh, Bluetooth and there's a companion app on like your mobile device. But so the, the
1: idea I, is it plugs into your guitar and it, you plug your headphones into it and that's all it is.
0: Yep. Yeah. And it literally has been sitting in a drawer since my, uh, my kid stopped playing bass. so because i was going to nam i wanted to have some sort of mobile solution that i could test guitars if i wanted to or do some content so i fished it out of his drawer updated the firmware and just started like playing with it and i was incredibly impressed with this thing Hmm. the tones that i was able to pull out of it were awesome it runs impulse responses the the amps sound fairly decent and so i found like a clean tone and like a mid-gain tone and like a super heavy gain tone. And for 75 bucks, like there's a newer version of this, but like, it's fantastic. That's great. Anybody who's looking for something like that should get it.
1: Yep. So you'll run a line into your phone or something as, it's, as you're taking video and be able to record the audio out of the guitar over top of whatever you're doing.
0: Yeah. So my friends in Get Offset, which is a, uh, another gear channel on YouTube, the, she, goes, she goes by Guitar Bitch on, <laughs> on TikTok. It's more of a an inside joke about how terrible people are to her on the internet. Yeah. But she made a video about this kind of setup. And what she suggested was you get a y connector on the headphone jack and you just walk around with your in-ears kind of like just around you. And so you plug your in-ears into one side and then you plug a little patch cable into your camera or yeah. they've got those like portable microphone systems yes. for yeah. cameras and phones and stuff. Yep. And and that's what she uses to record demos and stuff like that. So I'm going to try a similar setup. That's cool. But yeah, the new X mighty plug, these things rip. Love it. So another thing that happened this week is a company called decibels reached out to me and sent me a set of their curved earplugs. And these are kind of the universal earplug sets that i feel have been pretty popular recently and they've gotten so much better compared to 10 years ago like these things are incredible absolutely they're super lightweight it barely feels like you're wearing them at all it's 15 decibels of sound production and they come in this really lovely brushed aluminum deal and then there's also an accessory rubber case that you can put them in so that you can put them on a key ring nice and they're awesome so if you are in the market for a set of universal fit earplugs. We'll put a link in the show notes,
1: and you, sh- you out. should be in the market for a set of those. If you don't have one of those, that's an important thing to carry around. You're um, you only got one set of ears, so
0: yeah. The only reason why you wouldn't be in the market for this, is because you already have right, a set. Exactly. You should, exactly. if you <laughs> don't, check out curved earplugs. Link in the show notes. Yeah,
1: I have a pair of very nice um, custom molds that I got as a add on to a set of custom molded in ears that I that I bought that I really love. I use them a lot. But uh, if you don't have that, yeah. Check these out,
0: and we're not going to get into much more gear talk because Nam is <laughs> it's going to be all just gear, about man. a week away, and there's just going to be too much to talk about. Yeah, and you're just going to be inundated with everything else. I did make a uh, a post this week about the new uh Machine Gun Kelly signature guitar and how it basically just is a Butt Rock Bow didley guitar. Mm-hmm. They're the exact same shape. And I went so far as to create. I took one of Bo Diddley's album covers and I just replaced his Bo Diddley guitar with the Schechter. So uh, if you if you go check out our socials, you you'll see uh, that lovely piece of Photoshop wizardry. It was pretty good. I was very proud of yeah, myself. It was pretty good. All right, let's uh, let's move on to reviews. This week's review comes from Timmy. Timmy says, "Excellent band podcast." I started listening to these guys over the summer of twenty on a long road trip and got hooked immediately. If you're in a band or even looking to start a band, give these guys a listen. They cover topics from band conception to success, advertising, fan interaction, and much more. Now my only problem is catching up. Big thanks to Timmy for the kind words. If you would like to hear your name mentioned on the show, leave us a review. Be like Timmy. That's it. Be like Timmy. Love it. Okay. Let's get into the main topic. Now, this was uh, something that I conceptualized at the beginning of last week, because we had that crazy Friday where all of a sudden everything just started kind of coming at us all at once. And to me, it felt like, well, there's just like this booking wave, like I'm I'm getting deluged with all of these inquiries. And I couldn't come up with the reason why it was happening. But I feel like at some point during the spring, kind of as the year gets ramped up, somebody kind of hits that wall where you know, business starts to consistently pick up and you're getting these inquiries and things kind of are moving and grooving. So sometimes you have control over it. Sometimes it just, you know, it hits you when you're not expecting it. But we want to talk about what we can do to have more control over it. We are going to harness mother nature in this metaphor, I guess. And how do we initiate this wave? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Without affecting the moon too much.
1: Right. Can the moon help you book gigs?
0: That's... Well, but the moon affects waves. I see. Tides and I such. See, it's the metaphor, the metaphor once again. Tide goes in, tides go out. You can't explain that.
1: It's like magnets. Exactly. So, um, I think one, just to move on from that, one distinction I want to make about this, and and it's, a, I'm not sure we've ever really talked about this on the podcast, is the distinction between strategy and tactic. All go right? on. So a strategy is a big picture. It's like the grand battle plan that you go into combat with about how the overall philosophy is going to be implemented and how the – what big themes are going to be, the things that drive the decisions we make. That's strategy. Tactic is like when you – know, this is all derived from warfare, right? So we'll pull out of combat in a second, but it's a useful metaphor for now. Like tactic is like when the enemy does this, I do that tactic is very much squad based, it's local, it's immediate strategy is a bigger picture and it's designed in advance. And both are really, really important in most anything that you do, I guess that's fair to say. So most of us, I was thinking about this topic this week and thinking about how we're going to tackle it. I think what I realized is that almost everything we've said about gig hunting and booking and whatnot has been tactical and almost none of it has been strategic. So it was a really interesting opportunity to talk about gig hunting strategy. Those terms are often used poorly, interchangeably, but they really do mean different things. So if we've talked about my Saturday afternoon strategy, no, that's a tactic, All right. If we've used the wrong word about that, yes, I the apologize. The nuts and bolts of what's happening. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, including like what you carry with you and what you've, you know, w- what your conversations you are ready to have and how you're ready to overcome objections and all of that is tactics. So it's a really interesting thing to say, all right, well, if we're going to look at gig booking strategically from a cadence, it's more like once a year, once, once or twice a year, what do we, what do we look at? What do we think about when it's about positioning, when it's about relationships, what are the gig booking strategies that can create, you know, kind of a once or twice a year booking wave? Because I certainly experienced the same thing too. And, and, you know, as a bar band currently, It's the first time I've really experienced that. But this last year, we put enough value out into the venues that we've been at that I got reached out to by three of them in the first two weeks of the year to say, hey, I'm starting to book. Can we talk? They reached to me. I didn't (laughs) didn't talk to them, right? But it reveals a couple of things. It reveals, first of all, that there is a certain seasonality to bookings. I think that venues get past the new year and they start to look at the first half of the year. That was certainly my experience. I've had now conversations with um, three of the venues I'm at and they're all kind of looking at bookings through like July, August, that kind of thing. I have stuff on the calendar now that I did not have, you know, last time we spoke through August. I've got my, you know, I'm not full, but I got dates for both solo, karaoke, trivia, and band. Another thing that happened. So one of the places we've been playing is a really small bar with a really big and good patio. And so several times we've been booked, actually last year, last quarter of last year, we were booked as a band to play the patio twice at least and weather messed us up. So we turned it into a solo gig. One night we turned it into, brought my drummer Charlie on a cajon and we did it as a guitar and cajon night. And that proved a case that we could stand up an offering that is scaled down, works inside, feels a little like more than just a guy with a guitar. It's like almost a band commands a little bit more money. And um, so that was a part of my strategy going into this year is I can, I, I can now – I know that I can scale my offering both to the physical setup, the finances of the venue, and availability of my people. Yeah. So that was all good too. I think it really is a good thing to note that people are going to start booking the first half of the year in January, second half of the year in like probably May, April. I will tell you, I in my last conversation with with that the person at that venue, that small venue, I had this – flash of genius. We got to August and she was like, all right, that's about as far as I'm looking. We had two or three dates a month through August and what, I don't know where it came from, but somewhere from the back of my brain, this moment of brilliance happened. And I said, great, let me put a date on my calendar for me to reach out to you about the second half of the year. When would be a good time for me to do that? She said, oh yeah, Ah. totally. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Call me like end of May about that. Great. We'll do. Right. So that's on my calendar now. It's on my band calendar. Reach out to Village Beverage to find out about second half of the year. Um, and
0: if you take nothing from this episode, just like write that down. Yeah, like, yeah, we'll wait. Yeah, go ahead and yeah, yeah, put that down. So, that's a great idea.
1: I guess the other thing strategically is I've now delivered value in these venues enough times. I'm reliable enough for them that they know that they want me. They know that they're. I mean, they're reaching out to me, right? Which is a yeah. first, kind of a first in my. <laughs> My career, frankly, um, it's not that it's never happened before, but not at this at this scale. It makes me wonder if there's something macro changing in the in the environment. I wonder if there are if they're looking for players now in a way they didn't used to be. I wonder if performers have shaken out because of the last couple of years being down from the post COVID explosion. I don't know. Those are the sorts of things I'm thinking about right now in terms of like booking wave and strategy and big picture for coming into this year.
0: So, what are the things that we as band leaders as musicians have in our arsenal that we can implement yeah things that we can take advantage of things that we can use to get that energy back to us and converting that into into more shows or more bookings
1: well one is reliability at turnout right having having bodies come to your show pretty frequently and that takes a whole marketing engine Right. Yep. For me, I have found my mailing list to be the most valuable piece of that. I have, um, yep. you know, my mailing list is now in the several hundred kind of count, and I've done a lot of things to pump those numbers to sell the mailing list as part of what I'm doing in my show. But I think that's when I when I say I've got a track record of reliability, that's what I'm talking about. It's the butts in seats, the drinkers who show up. Um, right. That that is the gig. Any other idea you might have about what the gig is? is an illusion. And so that takes um, you know you're you're way stronger on the social media than I am. I'm I don't know anyone else in my market or maybe even in the Patreon community who's who's had the kind of success I've had with mailing list. But I think everybody should be doing that. I think it's really important. Those are kind of my thoughts about that.
0: Yeah, so the mailing list thing I think is really the it's the only channel that you have 100% control over. That's right. Because everything else is kind of dependent on Algorithms. Whatever the platform, yeah, some yeah, the platform yeah. is willing to deliver. Yeah,
1: you're, you're, there's a there's a there's an algorithm intermediating your access to your people yeah. versus like I just drop in your mailbox. You might delete me, but there I am.
0: Yep. So yeah, um, right after we got that crazy Friday, that that next Monday, I sent just kind of a now booking alert to our email list, mm-hmm. and the uh, the stats on it were pretty incredible. We're looking at it got delivered to 387 people and 148 opened it, so 40ish percent. Great, which is pretty pretty stinking good. Yeah, and um, the thing that I'm starting to realize is that there are certain weekends that people are already kind of targeting, and that's what we keep getting. We're, we keep getting emails about. I have four floating dates out right now for March 16th. Huh. Everybody wants March 16th. Why? Uh, it's around St. Patrick's Day. I see. So if you haven't gotten inquiries about March 16th, be on the lookout because that's, they're coming, I think. Okay. Cause yeah, we have, we currently have four. I have a contract out for one. I'm trying to chase the other ones down to see if there's a way that I can maybe fill them with uh, some friends acts or whatever. But uh, yeah, we're still trying to figure out how to make the rest of that work. Cool. So yeah, something to to think about. So yeah, um, mailing list, social media, and, and this is something talking about social media. There's two ways that you can influence people to get these gigs coming back to you. So you can, as a band or as an agency or whatever, post stuff yourself about what you got going on and just general stuff. But you can also motivate any fans that you've got to do these kinds of campaigns on your behalf. Right. Because a lot of the time when the new year rolls around, a lot of these municipal events, these these kind of local citywide deals, will post something like, oh, we're rearing up for our summer concert series. Who do you want to see? And that was another thing that just kind of happened totally out of my purview. I woke up one day and, and it was like, the members only account had like 12 mentions. And I was like, well, that, that's okay. And so I, I clicked on it, see what it was. And it was. It was some city place that were like, who do you want to see this year's deal? And a bunch of people said they wanted to see members only. So cool. that was great. Yeah. And it was south of Atlanta, which is where Joey, our guitar player, lives. And so I, I did. I texted him. I was like, is this some sort of like shadow campaign that you like initiate? He's like, no, I had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'll take it you to your word. Good. But, you know, if you don't have a fan group on Facebook, you should probably do that. And you can leverage your fan base to kind of help spread awareness for these kinds of events to get some bookings your way. Yeah.
1: And that's true for all kinds of things. My regulars for acoustic and karaoke and whatnot are great at adding volume to my Facebook events about those sorts of things. So yeah, it's just a, a really important avenue.
0: And then, you know, you, you already touched on it, but like gig hunting, I think is, is, you know, FaceTime. Yeah. Getting out there and like just spanking the planks. nothing like, like it. Shaking hands and all the, all of that stuff. So there's, there's a lot of ways of going about it, and there's no right way or wrong way. I think it's probably some sort of alchemy of these three things, and there's probably a couple of other things that we just aren't thinking of, and I was trying to see if anybody in the community had any suggestions or tips and tricks, but it seems like they're all kind of basically doing versions of what sure. we're talking about. So yeah. I guess through trial and error, we have landed on the correct uh, <laughs> methodology. Oh, oh, yeah, to, or if there's a better it, one, people keep a secret. Yeah, all all the proprietary information, right, you know, that's right, just not right. out there. Yeah. No, and I mean there's also like paid ads and stuff. You could also you could boost a now booking thing with some money behind it yep. to get in front of more eyeballs. True. You know, there's there's all different ways of doing it. I don't know how you
1: targeting that would be tricky, right? Cuz you the you want corporate and event bookers and bar owners i don't know it'd be an interesting thing to try it
0: oh no it, it, it's super tricky like I don't, I don't know if that would necessarily be the way to do it but like hypothetically because we i mean it's not hypothetical i've done this before mm. you can set up ads to target people who recently changed their relationship status from true in a relationship to engage yeah yeah and then they just get inundated with wedding band yeah stuff yeah so There's a lot of ways that you can, you can target folks. It just kind of depends on who you're trying to target. Yep. Something to think about, but ultimately like the, the goal is to get enough, you know, juice behind you.
1: There is a thing to say about that. You know, if, if you, um, I I work in real estate and it's a, it's a known thing that if you post your home for sale by owner, you're probably going to get a hundred calls that day from real estate agents trying to pitch you to represent you. If you have listed your house and it expired, like the time, the expiration date of your contract with your agent ends, Mm -hmm. that shows up in all the real estate data. The MLS shows that, and you're going to get a hundred phone calls that day. So as, as somebody on the phone call making side of that, you're smart to be aware of that and, and open with like, Hey, listen, okay, look, I know, I know. Whatever that, the the parallel of that into what we're doing here. You know, beginning of the year. Okay, look, I know every band's hitting you right now. I know it. Because um, this is the time when you're booking your first first half of the year. I'm aware. But, like, here's why you should pay attention to us. That's a really smart opener. It's a really savvy sort of, like, I'm already trying to solve a problem for you. Right? Because that's the, that's the whole thing. The whole thing of, of a band is I'm here to solve a problem called you need to goose attendance on a Saturday night.
0: And we can do that. For oh, you.
1: We can do that for you. We, we have a track record. Yep. Here's how you know.
0: Yeah. Whatever you gotta do to get some some wind to your back, do it. Yep. Find creative ways. If there's stuff that you're doing that's working that we didn't mention, hit us up, coverbankconfidential gmail.com. We are all ears. Ultimately, our goal is to spread as much good information as possible to as many people as possible. So uh yeah, share what you know. Don't be precious.
1: Don't be precious.
0: Don't do it. That benefits nobody except for you because it's benefiting you and you're not sharing. It
1: doesn't even really benefit you. Frankly, you are closed down to new ideas. If you think you've got the answer and you're going to guard the answer, you're shut oh. down to anything else that might be out there. Being precious does not serve you.
0: Wow. Shots fired. Yeah. Well, that's all that I got. You know, hopefully uh, you guys are, are getting this as well. Uh, I, know, I know some of y'all are are froze out and, and uh, yeah. it's going to be a little while before yeah gigs start showing back up. And I'm not even. I don't feel right complaining about it being cold where I am. I mean, it, it's cold for for the South, but um, I think Shulte said it was negative nine in Iowa God. the other night. Yeah. I no thanks. Yeah. You guys can you guys enjoy that.
1: I will stay in the South. Thank you
0: very much. Indeed. All right, man. That's all I got for uh, for this one. Got me too. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate you checking us out. Lots of things going on. Uh, the you know the Nam content is imminent. And there's a bunch of stuff on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and all the other stuff. And if you want to know more about it, Mike will tell you. But I'll go ahead and call it for this week. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Wright. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of January 19th, 2024. Hey
2: everybody, it's Mike Schulte from the worst named band in America, The Pork Tornadoes. I listen and love this show and apparently you do too because you made it this far. No one makes it this far, but you did, which means that you owe Adam and Dan. This podcast is free and you consume it to its fullest. It's time to pay up. Here's three things you need to do. A, you have to leave them a review on your podcast platform. You're already in the app. Click five stars right now. Write some words. Done. While you're there, share this episode to a fellow musician. There's a share icon on your podcast app. Text it to him and say, you need to listen to this. You need to get better. You're not a good musician. This will help you. Two. You have to follow them on your social media platforms YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Go find them and follow. And D, everything I just said is free and it's the least you can do, but here's where you can really support you join the Patreon. This is where you can actually support this podcast that you cherish so much. A small monthly donation gets you access to the Slack channel, which is the best place to be if you're a musician. Who wants to take your band to the next level you have some of the best musicians giving advice and helping you out and it's just a great overall community, do it I'm serious, do it now do all these things or else the Pork Tornadoes will come to your town book a show the same night as your band at a different bar, I'm serious we'll do it